Investing, insider trading, high impact news events, inciting riots? Yeah, a lot to talk about in today's episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Now, while you're listening, do yourself a favor, head over to our website, www.tier1trading.com. Make sure you sign up for the free workshops and webinars that we have over on the site and increase your education on the financial markets. Of course, that's what I'm here for. Now, while I, while I have you, um, did you get my response this morning about the FTB? And the, the there's, you don't have to buy to sell or anything like that. Did that make sense? Okay, yeah. You don't have to buy to sell. You don't have to sell to buy. It's, you know, when you sell, you just sell. <laughs> when you buy, you just buy. Now, if you're selling and you want to take profit, then you have to buy to take your profit. So that's where it gets like the whole sell-buy thing. So if you're, if you're in a, if, if you sell initially, whatever you do initially, you have to do the opposite to get out of the trade. Let's put it like that. So if you are selling in order to make profit or get out of the trade, stopped out, then you have to buy. If you are buying and you want to get out the trade, then you have to sell. So that's where it gets a little bit confusing. Where it gets real confusing is you talk about the insiders or your smart money institutional traders and how they will sell. Those are the ones that, that do the, have to do the tricky games of selling so that they can buy. Because those are the ones that are actually moving the market and controlling supply and demand and all that fun stuff. So those are the ones where it's like if they want to buy at a certain level... They may have to sell to convince other people to sell to push the market down to that level that they ultimately want to buy at so they can get in at a cheaper price. Then it gets confusing. But as retail traders, we can't do any of that stuff, um, nor would I want to do any of that stuff. That doesn't seem appealing. Does that seem appealing to anyone? It seems more like a hassle. Like I much prefer to be able to come into the market and click a button and do whatever I want versus like scheme on like, okay, how can I trick the public today? How can I convince the public to do what I wanted to do today? It just seems annoying. I like being able to come in small little blip of water in a massive ocean. Could do what I want. No one knows. No one cares. Right. <laughs> that's what that's that's I re, I, pr- I prefer retail retail traders or retail retail trading with with insiders, uh, David, or just or buying and selling the darkness. Insiders, smart money, institutional traders are they're, they're all the same thing, just different different words. Yeah, it, yeah. It, Every, every market is exactly the same, right? Every market is exactly the same. There are insiders. So insiders, smart money, institutional traders, here's the thing. They, they can't be wrong. Big money. They can't afford to be wrong. They also can't execute their entire position at the same time because it, w- it would slip the market against themselves. Right? So... They have to be very methodical, very sneaky, I guess, for lack of another term. And, and, and I don't know if Duncan's still in here. Duncan has some experience with that. Um, no, not Duncan. Um, sorry, Dion did. Sorry, Duncan. Dion did. Um, but yeah, it's a planned out. I, I hate using the word manipulation, but I guess you can say manipulation, but not... Not manipulation in a in a 
a negative sense, I guess. Um, so it's, when I say manipulation, it's not manipulation like they're hacking into your account and spying on you and moving your orders. It's just they're they're moving the market to do what they want it to do. And they can do so because as human beings, we're very predictable. It's very easy. I mean, like, so here's the thing, right? So let, let me ask you guys this. If, if, if you want to crash the stock market right now and you had to put out a piece of news that would make people fearful and sell, what would you do? Yeah, COVID. Easy. They did it. They did it on Black Friday, right? New COVID variant strain report says it's deadlier and more and more whatever it is than the others, right? And people get, yeah, world war, right? People will get fearful, right? And we and what do people do when they're fearful? What do most people do, I should say? Not not everyone. We do the opposite, right? We buy. What do most people do when when they when fear comes? They sell everything, right? So think about it, right? If I know how you're gonna react to a certain thing, and let's say I want to cheapen an asset, it's it's pretty simple, right? I put out a piece of news that makes its way onto the, the news stations and they put it out and people react to it. And I know how people are gonna react. At the same time, I'm pushing a little bit down myself so we can, you know, we can get the ball rolling a little bit. It reminds me of my, I, I had a friend, um, he went to the University of Pittsburgh and this was back when the Steelers won a Super Bowl, right? So he's he's, He's one of those friends, if you know what I'm talking about. We all have those friends where he's your friend, but you're not really proud that he's your friend. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like, he's my friend, man. I've known him since high school. Like, I love him, but, like, like I'm not really proud of him. Like, if, if he was, like, a, if he was like my girlfriend or something, like, I wouldn't want to, like, bring him home to my parents. Like, one of those type people. I was like, Akil, we've never seen your girlfriend. Oh, you know, she's busy. Like, one of those type of friends. He's a bad influence. So, he's calling me up. So oh, no no so I'm get I'm getting news of this riot in Pittsburgh, um because they won the Super Bowl, right? So I call him up I call him up because I already know what it is. I'm like I bet I bet I'm gonna see him on the news. I'm going to see him on the news. I know it. Am I gonna have to bail him out? I'm just calling him up like hey, am I gonna have to plan a, a trip to Pittsburgh to bail you out? Because I I know what he is, right? So he's like no 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 man. I didn't take I, I didn't partake in the riot. I'm like, OK, this is a new mature friend. But you know what he did? He started the riot. He was the one that started yelling. Yeah. Flip that cop car. Light it on fire. Right. He started it and then left. Right. <laughs> no, no lie. I'm, I'm dead serious. He's that type. Everyone's like, yeah, people are rowdy. He's like, I felt like this needed a push to get it going. So I was like, yeah, flip that cop car. Light it on fire. And they're like, yeah, light it on fire. And then the cop car was on fire, right? So the insiders are like that, right? They know what the public's going to do. The public wants to riot. They want to sell everything, right? All they need is a little, a little push. All you need is that one person to say, yeah. Like that car on fire, right? So if an insider sells a little bit and you see the markets tanking a little bit, that just incites the fear, right? You head over to the S&P, you see a big red candle, that incites the fear, and then everyone floods on, then more people get fearful, then the riot gets bigger and more people are involved, and then it's doing whatever they want. And then it gets nice and cheap so they can buy it again. 
That's the game. And it's funny, I, I learned about this so many years ago and it didn't make sense because I just, I wasn't ready to hear it, I guess. And it makes so much sense now that, you know, 15 plus years in the market experience, you see it. You, you see the trends of stuff coming out. And a very easy way to do this, quote unquote, manipulation is on, on high impact news events because people are already ready, right? What's everyone ready for this Friday? What's everyone sitting on the edge of their, their seat for this Friday? non farms What's everyone sitting on the edge of their seat for tomorrow? ECB, BOE, right? They're already, people are ready to panic already. They're ready to panic. They just need a reason. <laughs> they're ready to panic or, or do the opposite of panic. But they're ready to do something emotional. I know you've got friends out there that are like, yeah, I can't wait till tomorrow. I'm going to, ooh, I got a bracketed order. I'm going to buy or sell. It's going to see which way it moves, right? They're ready. And if we know they're ready, you don't think the smartest investors in the world know they're ready? Come on now. People are ready to riot. By the way, ADP is coming out right now. But yeah, it, it happens in every market. And again, I don't, I don't think we, we, me and Jason discussed this last week, market fundamentals. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I think it is what it is. I think it's just, you know, if you're smart, you won't get caught up in that type of stuff. Like massively, like maybe you get, you, you, you're always going to, you might get caught up in a move. You might have a trade on and it gets you. But I mean, like you don't get caught up in like trying to recklessly gamble or like panic and sell only to see the market reverse in the opposite direction and then get greedy and buy because you're late and then have it sell again and get yo-yoed. Like if you're, if you're smart, it won't get you. But we're also assuming that most traders and investors are smart and they're not. Most are just emotional. Cherry says, so it's not necessary towards new traders, but using psychology in general to scare anyone. Well, yes, but I would say it's mostly new traders because, again, the, I think the, the, as you get more experience trading, the mindset changes. So, like, if, if we're seeing Bitcoin crash and burn, right, if you ask Twitter or you go over to Twitter most of the people are going to be yelling, sell Bitcoin, sell Bitcoin, sell Bitcoin. If I ask Jason what he thinks about it, you know what he's probably doing? If he's not buying already, he's plotting his next opportunity to buy. Because he's not thinking small picture. He's thinking bigger time frame. He says, okay, this is an emotional reaction for a day, a week, right? Unless you're dealing with a significant crash, right? A couple days, a week. Has your big picture outlook changed any, right? Does a non-farm report tomorrow change the big picture outlook of what we're looking at four or five months down the road? In most cases, it doesn't, right? In most cases, it doesn't. It's just the moment. So newer traders are the usually the easiest ones to fall victim to it because we're, you know, when you're young, you're dumb, we, we don't know anything. Most newer traders aren't actually I wouldn't even want to call them traders. They're just market gamblers, perhaps. I, I think as you as you mature, as you become more confident, you don't get caught up in that mix because you 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 start to you know what it is, right? So, again, my my my, my first trading mentor, uh, may he rest in peace. He always taught me. He said, by the time you hear it on the news, it's too late. 
because I was emotional. I, I, my whole investing strategy back then was I'd wait till I hear something on the news and then I buy it because when the news said it was good and I'd be like, man, how come whenever I buy it, it, it stagnates or goes down? I'm always too late, right? So by the time you hear it on the news, it's too late. So you should already have original ideas in my opinion. You should already have original ideas. And unless one of these events significantly affects your original idea from like a fundamental perspective or like a, a, a foundational perspective, I guess, there's no reason to panic. You, you just It's just smoke. You can't get caught up in it. Can't get caught up in it. So again, we take a look at, I did this, I told you guys last week, I, I just... Uh, what I, I bought some more of the S&P last week, right? We saw this, right? We saw this big panic, this big panic. Oh my gosh, oh, Keel, look at this drop. It's over, it's a crash, oh no. Right, so two things, one, as soon as we saw that drop, I started thinking, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be able to buy for cheap where I try to put in money every month, right? Now I try to, I, I time it. I have stuff aside from when I get discounts, I call it. And this is going to be one of the times where I can get in at a discount. Now, from a technical perspective, what helped me out is a little bit of the timing, right? Seeing the hold of this, seeing this candle, right? Seeing that hold was massive. Cause now I can use that technical analysis in a sense to help me figure out where is this going to fall to? Because in my opinion, the, the tentacles still hold true. Right? From what I've seen in, in my experience in the market, the fundamentals are like the driver, right? They're, they're the person pushing the gas, right? They can drive fast, they can drive slow, they can drive fast and slow, whatever. Um, the tentacles are still the destination. And if you take a second to look at a chart, you'll, you'll notice that, that Technical levels stay true. A bad report may push us there faster. No news may trickle us there slower. But technical levels hold true. And this is why, I mean, I, I wish I can go back in time. And, and, and I mean, I, I, I do it now. But I wish when I first started investing, I wish I knew technical analysis. Because I did really good, but I was firing blind. Like, I wish I would have known better locations to buy and better locations to get out. Like, it, it, that tool, that would have been another tool that would have made me so much more powerful. Or, who knows, maybe I wasn't ready for it either, and maybe I would have used it wrong and been more aggressive. You never know, right? You can't really, I don't like, I don't have regrets. I don't like thinking about the past because it's, you know, you can't just say one thing and have it fixed, right? It could have, what butterfly effect, all that fun stuff, but... But technicals will help you out. Technicals will help you out. Now, what we spoke about is that I think from an investing standpoint, they, the, the, the important switches. So from, from trading, right, I would say, you know, well, I, would say, I, I will say technicals matter first. Technicals always trump fundamental. Technical first, fundamental second. Um, with investing, it's fundamental first, technical second. Does that make sense, guys? Because trading, we're short term, right? We're in and out. We don't really 
I don't really care what I'm buying or selling. I just want to make money off of it. Like I don't really care. There's no I'm I plan on being in it for a few days, a few weeks max. Investing is is different. That's more of a a, a longer term growth module. So you you need to have the fundamental backing of hey, I actually believe in this company. Or believe in its growth, at least I should say. Or if you're selling weakness. So. Was this because of your question, Jane? Did you start this? Gosh, Jane. This is why we don't let you in the live room. Where's that banish button? Jane already left. <laughs> Jane's out. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I appreciate you following and supporting the podcast. Also, remember, www.tier1trading.com. We've got that 14-day trial membership. Get on the platform, download software, network with the community, take some trading courses, all for 14 days. No auto bill. You're just booted out when your subscription ends. I'll see you over there, www.tier1trading.com.